It's time. Grab your favorite snack, sit back and relax, because you're now listening to the Movie Time Podcast with your hosts, the little geek geek, Renee Zolana, and Blake the Wolf. Take it away, boys. What's up, everybody? Hey, look who's back. We got movie time back in the house. The movie bros are back in your faces and in your ears. What's up, everyone? Movie time. Back here. Got Renee, low-key geek. And Blake, the wolf. I have to say, it's kind of funny because every time I say my name, it's like Renee, low-key geek. Blake, the wolf. But the wolf. Yeah, it sounds weird. The wolf, wolf. (laughs) No, the new name is the Blake. The, the, the that's what I was Wolf. getting at. Yeah, <laughs> how you been doing, man? It's been a minute, bro. Uh, been busy, been good, been binging content because, as you know, we had to take a week off because your poor boy got the COVID. I know, so, sucks. What that means? I'm I'm well. Thank you for asking. Good, good. What you were gonna you were gonna ask? Uh, how are you thank feeling you. now, dude? Thank you for asking. I'm feeling much yeah. better. I'm I'm good. back. But that also means I got a chance to just go back on some content that I'd been saving in my queue. Nice. Sick days are the best days for that. And oh, absolutely. I, sometimes I just rewatch Ferris Bueller and Princess Bride for five straight days if I'm not feeling good. This time was different. I just went through <laughs> all the old Criterion classic good stuff so that had subtitles because that's my biggest weakness when I'm well is I want to I'm multitasking. Mm. This nice. time I was like, I just want to sit and stare at a screen. So I got I got a few of the, the old classics that uh they got a little subtitles on them. Sweet. Finished three TV shows. Had a lot, too much free time. So wow. Thank goodness we're back to new content and talking <laughs> about it. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, awesome. Are you are you ready to get into it? How have you been doing, man? What oh, to? oh yeah. I'm I'm always ready to get into it, and I'm I'm doing great. Um, well, it's funny because you mentioned. Uh, Princess Bride and Ferris Bueller. I remember when in high school, every time I would cut class and I decided just to have a day to myself, Ferris Bueller was the movie I would watch. I would start the day off with watching Ferris Bueller because I had it on VHS. So I would just like pop that in, watch it. Yeah, I'm dating myself, VHS. Um, and then There's nothing wrong with dating yourself, Renee. There's no reason <laughs> to be ashamed of dating yourself, first. Second of all, the only irony here is that Ferris Bueller would never watch Ferris Bueller's no, Day Off on no. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You're no. not going to the Cubs game. You're not doing Twist and Shout in the parade. No. You're no. not going to the Chicago Museum of whatever. No. You're watching a movie at home. And same, bro. Same. Yeah. That, is, that is why we do what we are doing right now. Because exactly. Because that's who we are as people. Exactly. Give me three free hours. I'm putting a movie on every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's one of those things where it's that time you wish you had more of these days. You know, because we have to be adults and shit now. So we have yeah. all these other things to do. But it's so nice just to just have this free time out of nowhere. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to pop a movie in. I'm going to catch up on this show. So I feel like sick times, sick days, those are the days to enjoy in all that. Bask in the glory of watching the content and all that. So I'm glad you're able to do that. You know, it, I feel like that's not, I'm not glad you got COVID, but I'm just glad you got Thank to you. be able to watch so stuff. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. I, I thought you, okay. That's really nice of you to say that, honestly. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm also not wishing it upon anyone, but no. if you get it, look, throw on some movies. You got yeah. time to kill. Break those yeah. fluids. 
even any sickness or you're hungover, you don't feel it. You don't want to go out. Who said we have to be outside all summer? Let's have a summer of Please. movies. Come on. Movie summer. Let's do it. You know, movie speaking... summer starts. This is Memorial Day weekend. This is Memorial we Day weekend. Right now. Now. That's it. Summer movie yeah. season, baby. And, and speaking of summer movie season, you know, I think now is a good time to kind of catch up on our little um contest we have going on so in, in case you guys don't know we have this thing that we started this year for the first time we call it the summer movie blockbuster draft um where blake and i we went through a whole drafting process to pick 10 movies uh 10 each and the whole goal is to see which list will accomplish the highest grossing numbers at the box office for the summer and then at the end of the summer, we see who's the overall winner. And the one who loses will do something. I, I think we're still trying to figure out what that's going to be. But it sounds like more more so it's going to be someone's going to dress up as something to go watch mm-hmm. a movie dressed up mm-hmm. as that thing, whatever it is, right? Sadly, all these summer movies, I keep having great ideas where I'm like, oh, he has to dress up as Ursula for the <laughs> Little Mermaid premiere, which would be great for you, by the way. We should consider it. Thank you. Thank anyway, you. but... Sadly, we have to wait till the summer's over to know who wins. Why aren't we just doing this anyway? You know, <laughs> bring back dressing up to movies. Bring it back, everybody. You got like That's two it. or three people on a big premiere. We need to see those theaters just decked out with the dumbest costumes. Please. Oh yeah. yeah, let's bring it back to the days of like the the Star Wars re-releases, the Lord yeah. of the Rings showings. Like when everyone decided to come on in costume. I mean, those were it the days. It was like going to a costume party and not having a costume if you didn't. Like even. When I was phoning it in, oh yeah, last minute Harry Potter, you had a scarf and glass. Yeah, barely, you do a little sharpie lightning. That's it. Everyone that's in it. that line had that. Like, oh yeah, ass. almost to a like maybe 80 percent of people now. Two or three weirdos. Yeah, no. nerdum is back. Why aren't we acting like it? Come on, I have Summer a feeling. Season, baby. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. And you know what? I think the perfect thing, the perfect movie to do that to is Barbie. I would love to see people show up dressed up in like 80s gear, Barbie fashion, Ken fashion. That would be fantastic. They should totally do that for that movie. Well, I know when I go see that same weekend Oppenheimer, I'm going to definitely look like the bomb. Because <laughs> I'm going to be cute as hell, baby. I might even have a fedora, too. The we'll bomb, see. son. You're going to look like the bomb. Bring that back. There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so let's take a quick look at where we are standing-wise uh, with everything here. So, Blake, I'm looking at your list first. And right now, because your your list seat was definitely more heavy earlier in the in the timeline that we set up. So, with Guardians Volume 3, Fast X, and Book Club, the next chapter, uh, Global Box Office, you are already a little over $1 billion. Uh, which is phenomenal. Uh, Domestic-wise, really you're a shy under 400 million. Um, again, nothing, nothing to be ashamed of at all. I mean, this is good stuff. When the box office numbers for Guardians and Fast X started rolling in, it was around the same time I think CinemaCon started to end and to close out, and then now uh, Cannes Film Festival. Is it Cannes or Cons? I want to say, let's be fancy. Let's call it con. It's neither, buddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I, is it? I'm not trying to be a francophile, but I did visit Paris twice last sure, year. Sure. Please teach me. It's there's just no S. That's the main problem. Oh, okay. That, well, we have American accents. Let's not act too fancy. I would say can. 
Can. Okay. You would say con. Yeah. No one's saying con. Sorry. But like can. 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 Yeah, but no S. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So the trick to French is just drop that last little syllable. Just like just, let it just drop away. it. Gotcha. Basically every word. All right. So right now, I, I believe can is is closing out. That's a long festival. It's been going on for like two weeks now. Um, but you know, you had a lot of the distributors. It's not and called the Cant Festival. The Cant Festival. The Can Can Festival. Okay. It's a Can Festival or a Can Festival. That's why they go so hard, dog. It's a Can Do Festival. That's what it is. Exactly. And right now, they're hoping that movies will do well at the box office. I think what they were saying is that domestic-wise, for here in the United States, the magic number to be a successful summer blockbuster season would be $4 billion. They're hoping that domestic-wise, movies that come out will make at least $4 billion in total, domestic box All office. movies? All movies together. All, combina- all combined. In order for it to be a successful summer blockbuster season. It feels low, right? Am I wrong? It feels low if you were to compare it to 2015. 2016. Sure. No, no, no. What I, I mean is, I think we're going to beat that number by a chunk. Am I misunderstanding? If you looked, if you looked at the last three years, that was that would be a big no. That we they never were able to hit. I mean, pandemic aside, even like in 2019, I think they were kind of suffering from that a little bit. I could be wrong, um, but it looks like there was a decline. Um, you know, maybe Marvel movies helped you know support all that, but. We're not getting any Marvel movie this summer, uh, except with the exception of Guardians. Like that's the one big one there. Um, but other than that, that's it. Um, but yeah, they were saying like four billion dollars would be the goal to try to accomplish for this summer, uh, for it to be successful, and for that, for it to look like the summer, I, this the theater going experience or the theater box office is is going back up. It's getting back to where it was before, at least in the ballpark. So at least right now, and we're only looking at three movies from from what's out. Uh, you're already right under four hundred million. Now, when you look at my list, I only have one movie that just came out recently, and that's The Little Mermaid, and it's at thirty eight million. Now, this is thirty eight million domestic. They don't have international numbers yet, so that's something that probably will come out next week. But they're predicting that Little Mermaid is going to do one hundred twenty million for this Memorial Day weekend. It's a holiday, so it's like a perfect 180 movie. on some numbers. These, yeah. these numbers are really, really nice. Yeah. The only... Let me just do some quick math, though. On the global box office, which is what we're doing, right? Yep. If you subtract 1 billion, 86 million minus 300, I'm almost beating you by a billy. Wow. Oh, this I believe is, it. No, yeah, I'm yeah, beating yeah. you by over a bill. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, bill, yeah. a, a, a billion and 50 mil. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. Getting your yeah. ass kicked. That said, you look at it, my number, my one and two movies are both uh, are both out, and your next yeah. your one through three are not. Also, my number 10 spot, Book Club, I was a little eager about that one. I was hoping for 100, <laughs> and topping off looks like about 22. So maybe there will be a real big resurgence around Book Club season in the fall or the classic book fair. I don't know. We'll see maybe, but probably not uh, 78 billion or million more dollars. We'll see. Right. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I think for a yeah. movie like that, 22 not, million not is, it's not bad not for them. Right. Yeah, not that couldn't, that could not have cost a lot of money to make. 
unless they really flew everyone out to where where are they going Italy and all that and the books are really the most expensive part of that of that of the book yeah. For that, really. <laughs> yeah for sure but yeah my list is more heavily geared towards I think July I want to say like July is like my is going to be end, ending up to be my big month with Mission Impossible Barbie um in in June we have head. the Flash and all that so yeah yeah, our, our real head-to-head when we'll know kind of where things are looking will be the same as the old 50-cent Kanye beef. It'll be the Oppenheimer Barbie oh, yeah. um, head-to-head. Which someone said they pushed Barbie? Am I? Is that, no, no. I didn't think so. This is no. it was an unreliable source, so good. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was talk of it or the person was through something. Yeah, that head-to-head. The, after that weekend, we'll know uh, a good, good amount because, am I wrong? I'm looking at it real quick. Yeah, you have Barb. Thank mm-hmm. God. I'm glad I don't we didn't strategize that, but we split those uh we did. Us. So that'll yeah, that, be a fun week. That just happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably gonna see Oppenheimer twice and probably gonna see Barbie six times that weekend, just knowing myself. <laughs> we'll see. But as a boy growing up at McDonald's, they'd ask, Do you want a Hot Wheel or a Barbie? And I said Barbie nice. every single time. So nice. it's gonna be summer movie season, baby. We're in it. Let's hey, go. we're we're in it. It's a lot of fun. It's exciting. You actually feel it. I feel like we feel it this time. Like last summer, oh, yeah. we didn't really feel it that much. I think we were just excited because we could go to the theater more often last year. But now there's a lot of stuff coming out. There's like I just feel like some weeks we're gonna have a hard time to watch everything and then do this show uh, to talk about all this stuff because you know I, I we already kind of experienced that with uh, what was that one week where. There was like two th- or three things that came out, and we we're like, okay, what are we talking about this week? Because <laughs> there's a lot of shit that's came out. Um, but hey, I'm not angry about it. I'm actually pretty, pretty excited about all that. Yeah, I last year I think people were have been trepidatious. Yeah, and now like we're kind of at the season where we get to be a little more confident the way we move around in society and a lot of the big predictions of our movies never going to exist again type of right. stuff like. They're, those headlines are taking a back seat. And now my gut on that four bill you recommended for the projections mm-hmm. is that's a number that they do, which is a good sales technique. You go lower than what yeah. you should get. And that way yeah. you go, we blew it out of the way. We got 4.5 billion or yeah. Movies are back, good. baby. And all that stuff. <laughs> wow. Everyone invest in me right now. Right. I feel right. great. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, but that said, I I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we are in the movie season we're in. This is I'm looking more forward to this one than I have in a while. Same. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that we're doing it together, man. Yeah, um, man. I'm sorry that we had to become a nemesis when I kick your ass by a billion dollars <laughs> in Memorial Day weekend. We shall see. We. I, I'm pretty sure there are going to be some surprises from the list that we have here. Cool. Um, Thought it was going to be. 100 million i'm already shocked <laughs> right <laughs> we're already in surprises yeah yeah so uh so yeah so we'll see but it's a lot of fun we still have a lot more weeks to go on this contest so definitely uh stay tuned to see who comes out on top for sure um but speaking of like this list and this contest one of the things on the list is fast x um now we haven't spoken in the last two weeks because of your you know your uh, condition, disease, disease yeah. and all that. Yeah. Um, did you have a chance to see Fast X? So I went to see it for sure. Yeah, okay. I definitely went to the theater to see Fast X. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How was it? Did you like it? Oh, the movie. 
You mean, yeah. well, so the first half um, was really, it was very fast. Um, some, not, <laughs> Some not would say furious, furious as well. No, no, no okay. I don't think anyone's saying that. I think they're saying it was a fast. <laughs> uh, and I, if you're asking me about the first half of the movie, I would say it was, it was fine. It was exactly what you want. Mindless entertainment, nothing to, nothing to be too, you know, it was fine. It was, it was, there's wait, some really wait. bad CGI, some really, what? You didn't watch the whole movie? No, no I, I, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that the first half was entertaining, for sure. And what happened? What happened to the second half? Oh, I got a text from a friend that invited me over. <laughs> uh, I went to the late showing, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to go hang out with my friend instead, and I'm not going <laughs> to miss a fucking thing because this movie uh, is garbage." Now, <laughs> hear me out. Go, go, go for it. It, it was entertaining. I uh -huh. am not above mindless entertainment. But here's yeah. the thing about mindless entertainment. You can walk out of the theater and not feel bad about missing something. This isn't Christopher Nolan. This isn't like, oh, what happened? I missed the big reveal. <laughs> I already know how the movie ends and I haven't seen it and I haven't looked up any articles. I And honestly, what we could do is I tell you how the movie ends and you go, yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's, that's pretty fucking correct. We're, we, Let's do that. Is, Let's no do one's that. ever, dude, no one's died in these movies. We're not, okay. we're not talking like, oh, I know exactly which character ends up in which backseat. Yeah, yeah. Broad strokes, no one's ever died in these franchises, including the guy who's actually dead. He <laughs> died and they wrote uh -huh. him into a corner when they could have killed him. They, they know he's not coming back later why did you keep him alive because no one can die right. in these movies that's the fucking rule i don't know why and now bad guys you know what happens to them they come back later as another version of the bad guy like they did when mm -hmm. they clip old footage <laughs> and then put it in this one like it was a matrix or insane and then added new characters into the old footage it's insane that they did that or it's it's the son or they nephew of yeah, yeah. the said dead person that comes back for revenge right and then all hell breaks loose yeah. but then the other thing that happens with bad guys in this franchise is they become your best friend and their mom start hanging out with you too. absolutely absolutely or yeah. your enemy turns out to be your brother and then he becomes the babysitter in fast 10 that's My it yes i don't know Tell me if I'm wrong, but we're going to start playing the guessing game. My guess is that at some point, Channing Tatum does some real kick-ass stuff near the end. But Wait, Channing Tatum? About, <laughs> Channing Tatum wasn't exact, in same. this we'll movie. The <laughs> in, in, okay. Put him in a lineup. One of them's going to jail, and it might be the wrong one. No one fucking knows. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Are you thinking of John Cena? Uh, yeah, you are who I was thinking of because they look the fucking same. That's awesome. When they're get approached by fans on the street, it's a coin flip whether they say That's Channing it. Tatum. Like, oh my uh, god, Johnny. I loved you in Magic Mike. Yeah, we're like, we're Backstreet Boys. You were the third member. Like, they just the same fucking look. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't know this, but I have a feeling John Cena's from Florida. Um, I'm just gonna look it up because no, I right, think he's I from. I think he's from Massachusetts. How do you know that? That's a weird. No, okay. I'm glad I didn't know that. That's a weird thing to know. Anyway, moving on. We can't spend all of our time on this. 
he comes back and helps fight at the last minute, right? I'm assuming he's not just sidelined as the uncle babysitter character, even though he was the big bad in the last one. Okay, I, I have to. So where? What was the last thing that you saw? Dude, it's all the same scene. The whole movie <laughs> is just what? <laughs> it's a movie product. It's kind of yeah. like string cheese. It's like oh, we took a thing that was a real thing and then we just put it in a blender and then now you can just peel it off and be like, mm, that's a good little explosion scene. Sure. This is a good little space scene. Yeah. Now there's a submarine going through a glacier with a bomb strapped to it. <laughs> it's all, It's none of it's real. It's all the same bullshit. It's immaterial. Through yeah. through. Is it fun and entertaining? Yes, I'm not trying to disparage. I had a great time for yeah. the first about hour and 10 minutes or so. Uh, okay. Where I honestly, I want to answer your question. I'm not trying to be silly. No, no, I no. The idea of the last scene I saw. Everything does tend to melt together. And then sometimes when you think back on the franchise, you kind of forget what happened in what version, right? Because it seems like it got, it's got to the point where anything goes and it doesn't matter which movie you watched. It, it's like just batshit stuff happens, batshit action happens, and then some insane you know, crazy batshit storyline or plot detail like turns up and all that. Um, you're right. No one ever dies. Everyone tends to meet their significant others or their family members. And then they all become friends afterwards. Um, and then, sure. yeah, like, it's like, it's like, it's amazing how he's turned this. And I say he, because Vin Diesel, you know, this is his baby. He loves this stuff how he's turned it into his own like comic book universe, right? You know, like a telenovela, but sure. A telenovela set inside of a car. That's yeah. even better. That's even better. Yeah, it is straight up like a telenovela because um, I'm pretty sure he grew up with that stuff around him. I don't know. He just, he looks like the type who probably watched that stuff with his mom or his aunt or whatever. You're allowed to say that. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah, sure, it's fine. Because, like, hey, I, I have friends who've done that. You know, like, <laughs> but, yeah, but you're just it, around, it's on, or you're in a doctor's office. That's where I always right. say, like, huh, what's this world like? It's the exact same as Fast X. The whole franchise, it's basically like the whole franchise has been like this long, overdrawn telenovela with no ending in sight, really. Um, and it's, I will say that at least this this one, Fast X, was a lot more entertaining than the last one. The last one, I was so bored. And I remember watching it in the theater, just saying, like, what is happening? Why am I here? You know, and, and it's one of those things where I never watched all of the other movies. Like, I stopped watching The Fast and Furious after movie three. And then I missed four through whatever. So what I did leading up to the last movie was like, I was like, you know what? Because we were in the pandemic at the time because this was 2020. I was like, let me just catch up on all of these. And I invested at least two weeks worth of watching four through, was it, eight? I even watched the Hobbs and Shaw movie and all that. And I was just so inundated with Fast and Furious bullshit. Then I went into watching nine, and I'm just like, this is even more bullshit. <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? At least this one, I was entertained. Like, I was like, you know what? This is nonsense. This is his own like telenovela comic book movie. And it, it anything goes at this point. And one of the funniest things, too, is like I loved it when he was at the premiere. And he's like, oh, by the way. This fast X, it's gonna be three parts now, baby. And no one else knew that. 
everyone knew that it was only going to be two parts, he added a third part just out of nowhere. He's like, it's going to be three parts. And everyone's just like, what? <laughs> the, the problem with cars is that they depreciate over time and they tend to break down. The problem with yeah. franchises where you only keep adding things and never take anything away, <laughs> it can't support its own weight, dude. Yeah. Like John Cena's neck. I don't know how they expect to just like keep going without it getting shittier and more watered down. And it, like, there's a way, there's the in-game kind of way you do it, that everybody yeah. meets up kind of thing. Yeah. But you got to be willing to lose a couple characters every now and then. Yeah. Or else I will walk out of your movie theater saying, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's true. Sure. It doesn't matter. They got my money. That's all they wanted anyway. Who cares? Right. Um, that's that's my that's my opinion of the second hey, half of Fast X. Okay, so you don't care if I spoil it for you, obviously, right? At this point, <gasps> no, Renee, no. Do they all die at the end? Is it very Shakespearean? No. Well, okay, I'll say this: it it definitely reminded me of a, a lesser version of Infinity War or Infinity. You know. Let's let's since we're comparing it to comic book movies and all that. Oh, I did hear about this, the way it ends. Yeah. The, the yeah. Yeah, so basically what happens is that you know, they're all racing to find his son, right? His son is like this big the son is the MacGuffin at this point where, you know, he's captured, everyone's trying to help Dom get his son back and this and that. And at this point, we've already been reintroduced to a lot of people. You know, we John Cena's back, Jason Statham's back. You know, Helen's mommy, Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren's back. Rita Moreno, who I don't think was in a previous movie, but it's a blur. I think I think she was. I think she was in the sure. last one, but who cares sure. at this point? Yeah, I mean, yeah. she could have been oh, in like car blur. Yeah, real fast. Exactly. Back. Um, Charlie Theron is back again. You know, somehow you know weaselled her way back in there and all that. So everyone is helping each other. Had a little, a little um, movie in a movie screenshot clip, whatever that's called. You're right. A flashback to Mr. Russell. Yeah, with Brie Larson being his daughter again. <gasps> like, like, wow, big revelation. We have the daughter of of Kurt Russell, and then we have the sister of the Brazilian chick that Dom slept with that gave birth to his son and all that. You know, so it's I like who's Nathan's sister? That's something. Wait, I want to see a family tree of this franchise. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, it would be kind of funny because, like, John Cena is technically Diesel's brother or half brother or something. It, it's supposed to be a you brother, have... yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. And then, like, Jason Statham's sister, I think, was very important one or two movies ago. I think so, sure. yeah. Helen Mirren's the mommy. Yep. Um, And then there's just all these little versions of, like, this dude dated the dude's sister for one of the movies. Sure. And they all have these weird histories. Yeah. <laughs> It's just it's it's so crazy <laughs> at this point. But basically what happens is that you know Cena was the babysitter for the son and he's like, you know, being chased out, you know, by these guys trying to everyone everyone is working for Jason Momoa's character who is the son of one of the baddies from I think it was number 4 or 5, the movie where they did the stupid safe thing, you know, where they were like, you know, rescuing, you know, driving around the streets with a safe behind the car or whatever and what happens and what you probably missed and i'm assuming you missed this is that john cena actually sacrificed himself um so technically he died john cena like 
sacrificed himself in order for John this, Cena or the character? The character. Not, well, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> John Cena may have sacrificed his career doing this movie, but um, but basically he, you know, sacrificed himself because he was able to hand off the son to Dom, who was in another car. And he's like, okay. I need to create a distraction. I love you guys. Always remember that. Like <laughs> kind of like drove into all the the enemies chasing them and all that. So technically he Did blew he up and died. His body, a life of course body. not. Of course not. No. We just see a Why major explosion. Died? Well, he died, you know, so you know he sacrificed himself. We can definitely say that. Yeah. To... If they pay him enough money, he'll be in the next one. And if they don't, he won't. We know that. They want us to feel like he died, but he cool. probably didn't. That means yeah. nothing in this yeah. franchise. Yeah. We've seen people betray their family members because they got brainwashed by some yes. new technology. Yes. So that way they could be a different version of themselves. Yes. We, we've we seen them like reanimate people, if I'm correct. Like, oh, they were dead, but then they got like, it's a lot of like this whole movie is just a Frankenstein's monster and amalgamation of parts. Yeah. Um. The movie ends in a He's cliffhanger. He's not dead. I'm sorry. I hope. Yeah, I yeah, hope yeah. He's dead. I really do. Yeah. I hope he gets to do something else. I, 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 I want them to actually commit to like killing off someone. One thing. Yeah. One thing. And I feel yeah. like that. Actually, I, I'd be like, oh, they did a thing. Fine. Yeah. I, I feel like something this was consequential in any way at all. Absolutely. I feel like he should be the one to be the one to stay away because he didn't really add any value to the movies at all. To be honest with you're you, you let the sun die. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, the sun, the sun, they need they need a purpose for the movie, right? They need a plot line, so they need the sun there. Um, who, by the way, is still missing? That's how the movie ends. They ended on a cliffhanger where Jason Momoa still has the sun, and Dom's at a loss. Like, how am I gonna get him back? I need help, and we get a glimpse of. Charlie Theron and and Letty, who escaped whatever prison they were in, they are in the Arctic, and guess what shows up? That same what? fucking submarine you mentioned shows up. Fuck yeah, that's my favorite character in the franchise so far. <laughs> it's also the best actor. But guess who was driving the submarine? Oh, I actually really want to guess, but I, it'll take. It, there's no way out. Is it someone we've seen before? Oh in yeah. The franchise? Oh yeah. Damn it. I was hoping to be somebody cool. Uh, <laughs> there's so many options, dude. Are they? It's a bad guy trying to kill them, right? No. It's a friend. Yeah. But are they now bad? I don't no. understand the submarine context here. Okay. Sorry. I no, so, the movie. I don't know if I no, so basically, Charlize Theron and, and Letty, they are semi-forming an alliance because they're trying to escape. They're trying to escape, you know, so they're working yeah. together and all that. They need each they, other. The good, bad they, guys become good guys every time. Right, yep. all that stuff. And they need additional help to get the hell out of where they are because they, they're in the Arctic. How the hell did we get in the Arctic and all that? So the submarine shows up. Charlie Theron was made it known that she's been working with this person. That's how, that's how they found her there. And who, who pops out of the submarine? Gal Gadot. She's back, baby. She's back in the franchise, in franchise all over. Oh, yeah, she was. That. When? This was, was before she was famous, famous? Yeah, this was the one that's, uh, that started her career which when yeah. she was in Fast and the Furious. She had, she had the relationship. Yeah, she had the relationship with the, the Johnny guy, the, the Asian dude who likes eating the Cheetos and all that. Like, they were like a thing. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Sure. So sure. she's back. Me, that was... <laughs> 
any other actor uh, who's never going to win an Oscar, I would believe you. Yeah. For the, what yeah. it's worth, but okay. Yeah. I'm looking at, yeah, great. Cool. Good for her. I'm glad she's getting more work. Yeah. Because uh, God knows we probably will never see her as Wonder Woman again. I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, yeah, so she's back. And then uh, did you hear about the other cameo that was spoiled um, by Deadline leading up until the release of the movie? I'm so excited to, to learn who this is. So as a post credit scene, uh, The Rock shows up. And The Rock is, is going to be back in the next installment because Jason Momoa's character is messing up with everybody. Anyone who has any kind of ties and connections to Dom. So sure. he sets up a trap for The Rock. And, you know, The Rock kind of reveals himself. And he's like, oh, it's time to kick some ass or whatever the hell he says. And then that's basically the end of the movie. That, like, that's the end of, like, all that shit. So it's so weird to end a real movie on a spoiler like that or like on a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's it's happened before, right? But yeah. it's still very fast tend to do that. Yeah. To be like, it doesn't matter. It just we're just gonna we'll just wait. Maybe yeah. two, three years. Who knows? I'm so so that means Fast Twelve is the one where Jason Momoa will be on their team and marry someone. Absolutely. Maybe he and Rayda Moreno get to no, he and Helen Mirren would be fun for sure. Oh, that they would be interesting. Yeah. And that would then, be interesting. And then Jason, they have to call him daddy or something like that. That'll be their little funny fight scene. <laughs> You're not my real dad. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. That's I, Fast 12. I, fast I, 23. Yeah, that's when Paul Walker actually comes back. Oh, that's when they they're going to use an AI. They're going to bring... He's yeah. going to be full he's on AI. The dead body. Yeah. <laughs> that or puppetry. I don't know at this point. Nothing. Um... They're gonna have Sean Gunn stand in in the green suit, you know, as they made <laughs> around him. Or the human suit. Or a human suit. Nothing is sacred. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, but uh, I will say though, it, it, Jason Momoa looked like he had a lot of fun in this movie, yeah. right? I mean, he just yeah. like was having the time of his life. He was playing his best kind of Joker type of villain. You know, just creating chaos, laughing. I loved how they had so many shots of him just off somewhere. Like, you knew he was, like, in the studio. And just, like, reacting to whatever they tell him to react to. It was like, oh, you're a sneaky little devil. Like, <laughs> Well, there, one of the scenes I saw, which was my favorite scene, which is messed up. But I'm not, uh, we were kidding about them reanimating the dead body. Yeah. He's literally doing that as a bad guy. Oh, yeah. With yeah, a couple yeah. of the henchmen he didn't eat anymore that he'd stolen from whoever. The other guy that he took, their bad guys, Charlie's Thrones, right. henchmen, they're now his, and now he kills them and is making them like talk with their yeah. mouths taped oh, shut. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Pretty gnarly scene. I yeah. thought it was funny for like out of context. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting if like Jason Momo definitely looked like he was having fun. That's for sure. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see him uh, look like he's acting at some point. I'm mm -hmm. curious if, he, if he'd be any good at it. I, I could see maybe him being able to do a performance someday. But this one was more like, hey, friends, let's do a silly five-minute YouTube sketch. Out. <laughs> like, right. It was, it was just a, like a, if he went on SNL and they said play a flamboyant evil, it would have been the exact same skill right. quality with one or two days preparation. Right, the, like that. The the acting is getting worse in these movies somehow. Yeah, 
And the, the, the attention to any of those details that have anything to do with the craft of cinema. Yeah. So this is just like reheated movie product. And I'm here for it unless you text me at 1 a.m. or like, hey, I'm around. You want to hang out? Then I might come through and I might just walk out. I plan to see it eventually someday. <laughs> it's a, it's a good. I'll be on a TV at some point and I'll be like, oh, this is what happens. And then well, I'll walk away and it will mean exactly the same amount. It's funny because we started this episode talking about things to watch when you're sick. This would be the type of movie to watch sure. when you're sick. You don't need to have any brain cells. No. If you're in a coma, no. ask the doctor to put on the fast marathon on that's TNT, it. whatever that's, that's back it. on. And then, when you, and then when you finally come to, you're going to be like, so what happened to Dom's son? <laughs> Gal, Gadot was son? <laughs> Gal Gadot showed up again? <laughs> It's like somehow you just retain all that useless information about the Fast and Furious franchise. Oh God, what a hot mess it's that so franchise not is! It could definitely like just osmosis just permeates something. That's it. It just comes through. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not very difficult to, to no. get it through the, the yeah the filter of consciousness. You don't have to be awake to enjoy this movie, guys. Not not at all. Um, but it, it it you know it makes me actually realize something too. I think this is how most people feel about Marvel films and like DC films, you know, because oh, yeah, there's, the, a, there's a there's a huge the following. Hater, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, there's a huge following for this Fast yeah. and Furious franchise. I've seen all of them. I've enjoyed at least the entertainment factor of every one of them. I'm in on yeah. it as a serious concept. I actually am glad it exists. I think it's fun. Yeah. I don't know that it is like a movie mm-hmm. as much as like recorded clips of yeah. things edited together. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy going to them for sure. Yeah. I enjoy the hell out of Marvel a lot more, but that's exactly what in, Scorsese would say the same thing mm-hmm. about Marvel that we would say about Fast 10. You know what I sure. mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that that is one interesting franchise for sure. Um, but let's talk about, let's, let's talk about a better movie. At least I'm hoping this is a better movie. Uh, we haven't had a chance to really talk about this. And it's the, the brand new movie that came out this week. And that is a live action remake of The Little Mermaid. Um, now, I, I, I have my um, review of the movie on the channel now. Um, but I'm going to I'll start off by saying this. Now, I'm assuming you were the prime age for this, the renaissance of Disney animated movies, right? The new golden age when you have The Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, like when those movies came out. I'm sure you were like prime age for that, right? When that came out. So Little Mermaid comes out in 89. Mm-hmm. I was a little over two years old. I was not oh. old enough. But what this means okay. is before the next <clears throat> one comes out, which I think we're also talking uh Wait, Toy Story, Toy Story was Pixar at the time, which wasn't yeah. part of Disney at the time, correct? But regardless, all of these movies are exactly what I watched a thousand times on repeat as a child, driving my parents crazy. Right. Little Mermaid would have been the first or one of the first. It's Aladdin, Lion King, and Little Mermaid are all ones where I was on VHS. It was mm-hmm. on repeat. So I don't – I actually, I, I'm going to try to pull it up, but – I didn't have any context for what Little Mermaid was. Is it actually good? It's a kid's movie. It's like Space Jam. One of the greatest movies of all time, if you ask nine-year-old me. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. That's part of the reason I'm glad that they made this one. I didn't really enjoy Lion King, even though that was my favorite movie for a few years in uh, around the age of, what, like six, seven? Something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm trying to look up like um, 
trying to think through a, a timeline of the Disney movies. Okay. Yeah, while you but do that, you're exactly correct. Yeah, the, the Little Mermaid is going to be the probably one of the first VHSs that I just rock through. Yeah, that's what I, I figured. That. Yeah, because because like when those movies came out, I was already uh, going into high school. Uh, so I feel like I've kind of, even though I do love animation, I kind of like, you know, let those things come out and kind of just ignore them at that time. You know, when I was like growing up. The Disney animated movies that I remember watching a lot were like Robin Hood, The Jungle Book, things like that. Uh, I remember watching The Jungle Book in the theater because I think they did like a re-release, like a re-release of the movie uh, to celebrate an anniversary or something. Um, and, the, and then the, a slew of Disney animated movies that really bombed at the box office. Like uh, The Black Cauldron comes to mind, which almost uh, bankrupt their animated division oh. and kind of closed them up. And then when they came out with, I believe the Little Mermaid was the first one to start up their new renaissance of renaissance, film. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Number one. I mean, I've got the list pulled up for what it's oh, worth, yeah. but okay. that's 89. And then we go rescuers down under 90 beauty mm. and the beast. 91 Aladdin 92 Lion King 94 Pocahontas 95. Then this is where I start to age out. Pocahontas being the last one where I was like all in. Yeah. Hunchback of Notre Dame 96 Hercules 97 Mulan 98 Tarzan 99. That is a, Hell look at look at that run. run. Yeah. Bro, now I'm aging out Hunchback, but I'm seeing it. Hercules, Mulan, Tarzan. I'm sure. seeing all of those. I'm 12 when that ends, and I'm two when it starts. So for a whole decade, Jesus. Uh, they are just hitting home runs left and right. And every now and then it's a double or a triple. Right. But those movies, and what's weird too is like I'm two, three, four, five when when the first few come out. But I remember owning the VHS and watching it so many times. Every word of Aladdin is in my head. Yeah. I when I rewatch the live action remakes, I'm like able to know if they changed lyrics. It was mm -hmm. so ingrained in me from birth almost. So yeah, Little Mermaid. Um, also, which we can get into this in a little bit, but Little Mermaid was my first ever crush Aww. of any kind whatsoever. And it's not weird that she's a mermaid or animated at all. No, we uh, all had it. Yeah. I played it. I was hanging out with friends the other day. We did a who was your first animated crush? Uh, oh, that's maybe a good one. That a little bit later. So, so get your answer ready. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's this is the era we're talking about with the Disney Renaissance. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I figured that as much. You know, I, again, very different from my experience. So, the first time I watched the animated Little Mermaid, I was actually visiting my brother uh, because my niece at the time was that age where she was in love with all of these movies. And she had a VHS copy and she wanted to watch it one night. So I did. And I remember thinking that it was, you know, enjoyable. Um, but I, I think at the time I was just not, maybe that was just not the movie I really wanted to watch. You know, I kind of just watched it because she did. She wanted to. How old are you at this point? I believe I was. Uh, it was after it came out. 14. I was 14. Yeah. So it was okay. That. So you yeah. it was too you were too old for it to be cool. And yeah. To, to just love that movie. I guess. Yeah. 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 That's how I feel uh, about some of the ones that came right out, like in Atlantis or something like that. Right. And then when I'm going to my brother's house, like for uh, niece nephew time, whatever, it's mm -hmm. we're talking like this is how I see Cars and Frozen. Is you got a kid mm -hmm. in the family and you're like right. sitting there and they've watched the same movie all week and you just right. see one of those showings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so again, not really that into it. And I don't believe I ever watched it since that time. But I remember it. I remember a lot of, and I've seen a lot of clips too, because, 
you know, there, there's all, you know, everyone knows the top songs, you know, Under the Sea, Kiss the Girl, Part Under of the, the Sea, Under the Sea. Um, everyone knows that. My, oh my, you keep talking, boy. Kiss boy, the girl. Sing song. Such, such yeah. good songs, right? And I think that's one of the things that really stuck to me, was stuck with me the whole time was how good those songs were. And it's understandable why they won what they did at the Oscars of, of that time. Um, so when they started doing these live action remakes and all that, I think everyone, and I said this also in my review, I think everyone was going to be very curious how they were going to treat this era of Disney. You know, because I think for the generation they're trying to hit now, these are now the parents of the younger kids that they, they want to start attracting, right? So I'm pretty sure a lot of the parents showed these movies to their kids. Now the kids are going to get to see a live action version of said movie, whatever they are. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. And like content yeah. rollout strategy right. is a movie that the parents will go see and are interested in and invested in. And Absolutely. Will take their kid. You just sold four times more tickets than you would have if, if you hadn't done that. If it was totally. just a new version. It's one yeah. of the only sensible reasons to remake old crap that mm -hmm. is happening all the time now is the the generations thing concept. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it again it also kind of mimics their their vaulting, like the Disney vault and all that when they used to do that with VHSs and DVDs where they'll retire something for x number of years until they figure it out, okay, maybe it's now time to release it for this next generation. And then re-release them again on DVD, calling it a different version of it or whatever. Um, now they're doing it in a theatrical sense where they're now doing live action remakes of a lot of these things. And when we're talking about the Renaissance era of Disney, we've already seen uh, two iterations, right? We've seen Beauty and the Beast live action remake, and we've seen The Lion King. Now, The Lion King, I remember you and I talking about it and how just emotionless that that one was because it's hard to display emotion on actual live looking animals. And then Beauty and the Beast, I felt was also very shallow. Like I don't think Emma Watson was a good cast for that. Um, I love her as an actress, but I don't think she was the Belle that people were expecting her to be. Um, and too much reliance on CG also, I think in that movie as a whole. Um, so you have already two kind of negative strikes on them. So when this was going to come out, I, I, I something told me like they have to try to hit it. They have to nail it somehow because they they don't have a great track record so far. Then we got the teasers, right? Mm -hmm. And the teaser showed Halle Bailey singing Part of Your World. Blew my freaking socks off. I was just like, wow. Like she sounds so good. And I, you know, it, it made me excited. And then, of course, you get the haters online and all that kind of stuff. We won't, we won't address that because it's not necessary. Oh, they're called racists, but they well, are yes. allowed to be used. In yes, that, sure. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Because again, you have Twitter and all that that helps support a lot of that. Those voices, unfortunately, it actually amplifies them. It's it's one of the best features right? of Twitter is that it uh, gives uh, the the fuckhead. Idiot uh, morons. <laughs> uh, just a really big platform. Yeah. Thank you, it, yeah, thank you Elon. Th Shout out to you for making it even better. Yeah, and it, it there's no sense or any kind of uh, end to it. So that's it's going to continue for whatever. 
Um, I just wish it said like this tweet about the Little Mermaid is from a known Nazi. Like I just want that asterisk <laughs> so that way when someone right. is like, look at these 30 tweets showing people are mad about it. It's like, yeah, there are 30, there are definitely at least 30 Nazis on Twitter, probably a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so so I mean, my anticipation level for the movie was definitely upped because of the the teaser trailers and all that. Then I started to get a little worried and concerned because I started seeing the CG. And they started like releasing like the the character posters, and you see Sebastian Flounder and Scuttle, and it just looks bad. I like I don't know why they would do that. Like they should have just like kept that until the movie came out and all that. Um, but the movie finally came out. I saw it, and from start to to end, I was all in on this movie. This movie really really hit me in all the good ways it was charming it had a lot of personality um it it made me feel the way i would feel when i would be uh captured by their animated movies like this is the first time a live action movie did that to me um and ma- mainly it's mainly because of halle bailey like her portrayal of ariel was just phenomenal she was able to portray that kind of the innocence, the, the the longing for adventure, the wanting to break out of the the father's control and do her own thing, um, you know, the curiosity and, and all that. The, you know, it, it's just amazing what she was able to do and and kind of mimic that same sort of persona that Ariel in animated form did. The characters, her supporting cast, played out much better on screen than it does on photos in photos like and they did the thing that they should have done with the lion king they made the animals emote you saw their eyes emoting you saw them it doesn't need to be realistic fam no it's a, based on an animated thing it's an animal that talks exactly you do not need that to be realistic anymore no it was way and even when i first saw these characters I go, oh, that's not a cute looking fish. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and then I got into it once they started emoting. And like, I was like, oh, you're yeah. a fun, cute little ugly guy. I like it. You're yeah. a fun little sidekick. Yeah. Right. I'm with yeah. You. Okay. And, and, and again, brilliant move on their part to just, just go in on it. Just be like, you know what? We are just going to make these characters the same way you know them as and animate them. But they look a little bit more real. Right. So I loved how they did that. The songs were great. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they hit all the proper tones and, and feels and all that stuff. Um, some of the CG was questionable, but it of, wasn't yeah. distracting. Yeah. It wasn't to the point where it took me out of the movie. Um, because there were some scenes also that were fantastic, you know, like the whole Yo, ship thing gosh. and all that. And again, it's, it, we can't spoil anything because you already know the animated movie at this point. If you, if you've seen it, I'm, I'm pretty sure most people have seen it by now. They haven't done anything to to deviate from that or add to that. It's basically the same movie, but in live action form and all that. They make um, tiny changes that change a tiny changes. that were either problematic or weirder about it. Yeah. There's still a couple of things that exist that people are going to get to write think pieces about, of course. Absolutely. But other than that, the main, all the plot, over, if you read the cliff notes for Little Mermaid, you'll be able to yeah. pass the test on this Little Mermaid for sure. No, absolutely. Um, the portrayal of of uh, Prince Eric, I thought, was well done. It didn't it didn't seem hokey yeah. to me. It didn't seem like yeah. you know forced or anything. That's the riskiest character in a way, which is like the human who's not. He's just a right. hunky kind of broy, dumb 
prince boy like nepotism kid like he doesn't have a ton to work with on personality looks he's got two legs the whole time right yeah <laughs> and and yeah that would that would have been one of the ones where if that flop and there's no chemistry the movie doesn't really work that's one of the riskiest casting things that they had there um yeah. Yeah. i was taken by him i was like oh this is a prince this is i get it i was shocked on how bought in i was on their chemistry like i believe their chemistry 1000 yeah. percent. yeah you know sure. and i it surprised the hell out of me. La, 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 my, yes. Oh my, looks like the oh boy too shy. Go on and kiss the girl. I felt so like beautiful. I was. I, I felt like I was. Yeah. Times. I I felt I was floating off my seat when that when that whole scene was playing out. Wait, because... wait, wait! Is this a dream? I thought you were. I thought you didn't like the movie. I I, I intentionally didn't watch your clip about it. Yeah. You, yeah. Did you play me when I told you? Don't tell me what you think. And then you said something. Oh like, hell yeah! Opinions. Oh hell yeah! You bastard! Yeah. Look at I this. love Look this movie. And a friend who's been surprised. Yeah. I was honestly like, damn, I'm gonna have to spend half this time being like, no, but I promise it's good on these two <laughs> things. But yeah, dude, we both love this movie. This shit was great. This conversation's gonna be way more fun than I thought it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Love this, this movie. I love this All movie. All in, floating, choked up, crying. Yeah. Gleeful. It it was oh, I, I don't know how they did it, but they did it. <laughs> and I don't know if it if it got both of us at the right moment. Because there there are people who are hating on this movie for sure. Uh, yeah, Nazis, I, I, that's what yeah, and yeah. also sure people are like super critical of see oh the three different CGI scenes didn't really work oh, and the feathers on skulls didn't make sense when the shut shut up shut shut up yeah uh, the original did the shut up shut up yeah any haters right now especially if you're a Nazi I'm begging you go to the R comments right now <laughs> don't go to Twitter don't go to a young black woman's tweets who's no. very excited about this movie don't reply to her you're wasting your time you are absolutely if you want to get a rise out of someone, do it to me. I would love it. I will engage with you in the comments and I will Hell waste yeah. your time. Hell and you yeah. will waste mine. And we can just do that. Cause like, what are you doing out there, bros? If you're yeah. mad about any of that stuff of this movie, yeah. come to our comment section. I will love to have a conversation with you. I I'd like to think that I might be able to change your mind, but as someone who, um, whose grandfather bombed Nazis from airplanes, I would love to at least give you a few hot takes. I would love to at there you least, go. Just waste some of your fucking time and resources. Yeah, I have. I'm. I engage right now. Take whatever little like. Oh, I want to see what these fucking dudes think about Little Mermaid and why this is okay. Go just start writing right now, and then hit hit submit, and then we'll talk. I'll have a conversation with you. We can. We, you can engage. I'll get worked up. Don't worry. I'll, yeah. I'll give you what you want. It, it, it's you're you're doing the equivalent of take one swing. I'll give you a free one, and, <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then I'm gonna go in on you after that. <laughs> This movie was great. This movie was great. It was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, and we have to talk about Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Oh, my God. She was fantastic in this role. Talk about, like, really, really, like really, really good. made for a specific role. She, I felt like she was made for this role, right? Yeah. So, the original Ursula is a very iconic Disney character. One of the most iconic villains. And it's a weird character. It's a tentacly bad guy, mm -hmm. humanish, whatever we're called. Not a mermaid. I don't know what the term of art is. Sorry. Um, I don't know what you call but, like that octopus hybrid human. Th thank you. That for sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> but this is like a very famous actress who is getting a late in life role 
um, who actually passed away last year in July. RIP. That's right. Yeah. But it was just one of those like had been uh, had gotten an Emmy, a Grammy, a Tony, uh, a Tony nominee, had just been doing the damn job for so long. And it's kind of built for the role. Melissa yeah. McCarthy's of a slightly different ilk, but not like it is is similarly. Oh, you crushed it. And I was watching. I was like, wait, do I like this one better? And I don't want to play that game with Ursula. Sure. R.I.P. to our legends. That mm. original crush. It. It's kind of like there's certain moments that remind me of, like the original uh, original Grinch cartoon. Mm. Like you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, that thing. Yeah. That those songs are iconic villain stuff, and they're so over the top, almost vaudevillian. Yeah, uh, which for stuff that's coming out way later is interesting. This was a new modernized version of it. I don't care to compare, but it was on the level. Is I'll say that. And Melissa McCarthy yeah. had a really hot start after Bridesmaid uh, and TV work early on, and then has kind of done a, too many phoned in action comedy movies. Sure, and this is a damn give that woman her due because she crushed it yeah tough yeah. role to play it's hard to play an octopus person <laughs> well not only that but it's also hard to perform that number and hit all the right oh, notes yeah. you know because oh, yeah. uh poor unfortunate souls again talk about another great song from this from this movie um she nailed it with that performance yep. um yep. and the the one thing Perfect. i also mentioned yep. was the way she portrayed the character where it's kind of like sultry and teasy and kind of like you know flirty in a way you know but she has all the bad intentions and all um it's just such a well done perform i think across the board everyone did yep. a, an amazing job um we can name i was gonna make a list of like here's the best ones the cast through and through the amount of responsibility they were given the amount of lines yeah. they had they did that exact like shout them out for doing that and and hitting that that's been one of the problems is some of these live action remakes is casting stuff and mm -hmm. like we don't even have to get into the aladdin of it all like that <laughs> is very well documented what's yeah. gone wrong there yeah. um lion king there's a couple people where it's like they're a celebrity and so they get a role and they didn't necessarily they weren't necessarily like perfect timing perfect place yeah for the role this one i it, i would like to think disney is learning from old mistakes yeah. Lion King, they learned you need to animate the animals. It makes yep. total sense looking back. There's like the Sonic the Hedgehog thing where like people can learn in real time. Oh, we need to make these things not look like things that will give people nightmares. Cats exactly. is another like a bad lesson learned. Yeah. Um, it's almost like over time, what can happen with any art form is folks will say, oh, we do this and not that and that and not this. And now we they get the formula right. And for a formula right. pumping machine like Disney, you might need a, a good 10 years of floppiness and like a couple things that do like they've all made money when we were doing old summer blockbuster look lists. I don't know, uh, like top 10 beauty and the beast being a 1.2 billion movie is wild to me. I, like, yeah. to me John, I'm sure most good. of that was international too. I, I guarantee you most of that was international. These are movies that should in theory do very well, except yeah. countries that are run by Nazis and other weird issues Absolutely. like that. Um, yeah. But other than that, these are very translatable movies um, yeah. with, oh, a fish who talks. We all know what fish are. Mm -hmm. um, there was there were so many things about this movie that they just hit every note literally in the songs and then just on the casting, the yeah. acting, the the way they cut it. Some of the, There's only a couple minor changes from the old one. Mm -hmm. um, a couple of them that I thought were smart, but nothing that substantial. Those to me were like, you made the right choice. 
they didn't have when i was a boy it was a favorite number i see why it's problematic the scene where uh, Sebastian is uh, being murdered by a chef who wants to serve him as food. Oh, that number's yeah. Missing. And I, I see why. Yeah. Looking back, it's a tough one to pull when it's like, especially when it's a real live thing and right, not a silly right. cartoon. Right. Like this is a thing with a soul with eyes that are looking at me. Yeah. Uh, that isn't just a cartoon. It's and, and you know, Peta. I'm sure they didn't want to deal with that. It's it's a sil- too silly of a song. It's just uh, in the kitchen. It's happening for no great reason. Does it advance the plot? I remember thinking it was so entertaining. Yeah. What a number. But you, they got rid of that. Um, they, get, they get rid of another uh, song. They add a couple songs. Overall, hits. Any, I don't know if you have any other big takes you want to take. I don't know if you want to talk about audience experience. I know that you might have an opinion about one of the new songs. <laughs> or maybe you're playing. I don't know. I'm, I'm glad we're well, getting into it, though. Be, be, before we get into that, uh, I, I'm very curious because... I think one of the things that makes this also a great movie is the experience of watching it with other people, right? Uh, and when I went to see it, it was, again, my typical Thursday afternoon. Actually, no, no, no. I saw this on Wednesday evening. It was like an early access screening. Oh, um, it was a Wednesday at 7. <laughs> No, it's it wasn't Ooh, like it, it wasn't like an invite only thing. It was something that Regal did for for people, um, and my theater was packed. It was packed with and all wow. all all generations were in there. What time of evening for Wednesday? Seven seven p.m. That makes a big difference on weekdays, of course. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Okay, that that should be packed on opening night, but that makes sense of why my theater wasn't as packed because a lot of folks already got it out of the way. I didn't see it till Saturday early. Right. Well, well. In your case, you're in the city, mm-hmm. and you're watch it early. So I feel like you're not going to get a lot of people. It's Memorial Day weekend, so a lot of yep. people who yep. are near your vicinity is probably gone, right? So I feel like like yeah. the suburban areas are the ones that are going to see a lot of traffic this weekend and all that. And even I think in general in New York, but this is the earliest showing. And yeah. if you're on vacation and you might go to the movies, you don't go to the earliest one. Your feet are no. tired from the day before. Walk around Times Square, whatever, whatever. Right. There was enough people that there was a, a very audible applause at the end. And I heard oh, okay. a few moments of like the audience laughed and a few uh, one moment in particular where someone's weeping. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that must be embarrassing to cry in this movie. <laughs> um, but overall, very empty compared to for it was a, it was the biggest theater, which nobody's really going to see movies at 11 a.m. in Times Square. But oh, yeah, probably, maybe yeah. I did ballpark yeah. it 30, 40 people most out of like three, four hundred seats, something like that. So right. it felt pretty dead. But yeah. there was definitely like family, a babysitter with a couple kids, that kind of vibe throughout. Mostly kids and parents at the 11 a.m. for sure. Nice. Yeah. So you got a you got a good mix there. Um. And and like like mine, like a, a pretty good mix as well. Um. So then well, the, I want to know about your audience reaction because a full theater will really tell you if it's pins and needles oh, yeah. at the end versus applause. That I'm more curious about your audience reaction. Mine may have been a fluke in some way. Yeah, so with with my experience, and, and again, it, it's a great sample size because, like I said, you have all generations represented. Th- th- people were buzzing when they were leaving this movie. People wow. were excited. I had these two ladies who went to watch it together, and they said, "I I, I heard them say that was so damn good. Like I wasn't expecting, and she is amazing, and all that." People were really enjoying themselves. You knew people were captured when she sang Part of Your World, Pin Drop. 
you could hear a pin drop because people were just invested in what they were watching. I didn't hear any popcorn chewing. I didn't hear any chips rustling. I didn't hear any sips of soda. With the exception of these two guys on my right. And this is one of my stories I have to tell with my theater going experience on this one. I'm going to call them the slobs. There's these two slobs sitting. And the reason why I call them slobs is because they look like the type of people that talk at every movie. And this was no exception. They spoke so much throughout the whole movie. Now, I didn't let them ruin the experience for me, but it's it was still very noticeable. And one of them had a fascination with Sebastian. Because every time Sebastian would show up on screen, he just started dying laughing every time. Even when there wasn't a joke. Like he would just show up on screen and he'd be like, <laughs> like that. And I and I looked at him and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't judge. Maybe, you know. But it looked like regular dude just having a time of his life. And stoned kind of vibe. Maybe, maybe. something like a little out of it. At least maybe. Something. Okay. But when part of your world started, you know, performing, when it when the song started playing, they were still talking at the beginning. Everyone else was silent. And then it got to that point where I think they realized they should shut up because everyone else was quiet. <laughs> and, they, and they kind of just like, they hushed themselves, you could tell. But then when the song was over, oh my God, that was amazing. <laughs> and I'm just like, dudes, decorum, decorum. Um, it, it was just really bad. And it even got to the point, and this leads into, I guess, my major criticism of the movie. Sorry, uh, I want to. I want to hear you go off. I lost a headphone. Give me one second. I'm oh, okay, go yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick, but go off. I, I also yeah. be able to hear you in the other. <laughs> so, I, I refer. I referenced my my criticism of the movie to the Miranda effect. That's what I call it, and that is anytime I hear Lin Manuel Miranda's influence on anything, and that is the 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 rapping, the observational rapping. The Hamilton rapping. I love In the Heights. I love Hamilton. I think Lin Manuel Manuel is extremely talented, but I think he's just a little bit all over the place. And I know Disney hired him a long time ago to kind of head up their their music and soundtrack department. And if you look at the credits for this film, he Executive helped producer. He yeah. And he helped add additional lyrics to a lot of the songs. He also produced like new songs. It, this one song in particular, the the, the big rap scuttlebutt. scuttlebutt, scuttlebutt. It's gonna be yeah. a new hot song on all the on Hot ninety seven and all the radio stations that the kids will listen to for it, sure. That's great. <laughs> I I could care less. I was just like I was rolling my eyes so hard when that when that started playing out. And you have you hear Aquafina rapping, and then she's rapping along with you know uh, David Diggs and Sebastian, and they're going back and forth and doing their thing and all that. And I'm just like, oh god, like let's not. I was just like. His his fingertips and, and mitts are on a lot of stuff, and we don't just, talk about Bruno. We don't talk and about Lin Manuel. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, few, there's a oh. uh, the hot Moana song with uh, Jermaine. Oh my Clement. gosh, yeah, I, it's <sighs> shiny, shiny, lucky, shiny uh, objects. The guy, the big crab guy, who collects shiny things. Yeah, uh, you'll find it. 
you know, you're welcome. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. It's like, you can tell because he adds his little flavor to it. He has, he has a theme. He has voice for sure. He has a signature. Like Lynn Manuel has a signature to a lot. And again, once it gets to the observational rapping, that's when, you know, um, I, 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 again, I think I'm I'll, back on it. Play style, music, um, and theater. Uh, finish your take because I, I have a response for this one at least. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, and, and again, I yeah. think this is this could be just a me thing, right? Um, I, I'm just a little. I think it's, it's a little bit over, overplayed, but yeah. I knew everyone else in the theater loved it because they were laughing, they were clapping. Especially the slops, so. because once that song ended, I hear them immediately like, "Well, I'm gonna be downloading that on Spotify when this is over." Yes, <laughs> I wish I'd been in your theater and you'd been in mine. I would have had much more fun. If you were there, I probably would have like enjoyed it more, like and all that. And not that I didn't. And like I said, they didn't take away my enjoyment of the film. It's just an additional commentary that I didn't think I was paying for that I got. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the not the not director's commentary right. right next to you live in person, the little mystery science theater version with zero ad value add. Huh? That's the thing. For a minute, I thought they were doing a podcast because that's how much they were talking. I looked over wow. to see if they were recording themselves, and they weren't. I'm like, oh my god, you know, maybe they, they should think about doing that. <laughs> Invite them on. I'd love to hear other <laughs> opinions on why Sebastian yeah. is so funny. I thought it was cute. Uh, so funny. I'm now at an age. I know we keep doing this. Like, here's advice for sure. audience. Sure. I'm at an age where I don't have enough fucks to give. And if someone wants to fight me because I asked them to not talk during a movie, go for <laughs> it. I will take the punch. Uh-huh. I don't care anymore and i'm getting to a point i've seen it happen to my brother around the same age i've seen it happen to other folks you just get to that age where you go i'm gonna start saying things yeah i'm gonna start saying things when i instead of just eating it and suffering now the fact that you like the movie so much and you had someone ruining it next to you is amazing that shows mm-hmm. how fucking good this movie is that it's unimpeachably good yeah um, well you already know my um what was that uh, my story with the lady gaga thing for uh my favorite i tell people that yeah. when we talk about like movie expectations <laughs> and oh i didn't like it but also my theater the movie cut out for five minutes at the most important part like yeah maybe that's why you didn't like maybe that's why it was hard to follow uh, how they got to the ending <laughs> the credits came out of nowhere yeah it's, it, or whatever it was too bright or, 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 uh, or having the, another flashlight on me the entire movie or having yeah. the two ladies next to me singing every lady gaga song that popped up yeah you know like how could anyone not enjoy a also movie like that? Love that these sound fun why are you complaining dude <laughs> you're getting that free extra um let's i want to make a vow right here right now and you don't yeah. have to come along with me but you should Let's start saying things. And and I've seen okay. people do it in a bad way because I think the fear is, oh, I'm going to start a fight. But then yeah. you get worked up and you boil and you're like, I got to say, shut the hell up, kid. And then it gets crazy. Just uh, I, I know someone close to me. They do it and they just go, hey, I'm sorry, but I can hear you if you don't mind. Thank you. And they're just like the politest calm yeah. early on starts before you get Ugh. And I think I, I got to start doing that ever, like when it yeah. starts to happen and the person can know oh, this isn't the experience for me. Or they can fight, they can go to whatever. But yeah. at the end of the day, often that will solve the problem. The only risk is the person who goes, well, now I'm going to talk more. I'm going to yell. Exactly. Right. You get yeah. that, which it, it has, I've seen it happen like one time. Yeah. I've seen people stop someone from talking in the movie 100. And it'll do like a, screw you, old man. Like that, you'll get that. Sure. sure. That'll yeah. be a response. That'll happen maybe half the time. 
it's very rare you get the one where the person actively makes it worse for everyone else. Right, That's right. so rare. I'll take the risk. I'm tired of ruin movies being ruined because someone doesn't know. And then there's going to be exceptions, right? Depending on the audience member, try to gauge it out. Sure. Yeah. You never know. There was one time I was like going to say something. And then the person next to me was like, I, cause I couldn't hear what they were saying. I just heard shoo, shoo, shoo. it was because a family member didn't understand the language of the movie. And oh, so they weren't asking everything, okay. but they just kept being like, here's what's happening. Here's what you missed. You need to know that for the movie. Right. Throughout. Right. And I was right, like, right. Oh, that's actually, I'm okay. Yeah. We're at least in a world where we're both all trying to enjoy the movie, not right. actively trying to, to, uh, ruin the movie for other right. people. So, yeah. anyway, that's rant over. Well, thank you. Let me get off my little soapbox. It's okay. No, that, that was my own little rant right there. Um, again, um, for for if they happen to be listening somehow, the two slobs. Uh, just to remind you guys, you were sitting on row E, seats four and three at the uh, yeah. the Regal in Astoria, Queens. That is, those were your seats at the 7 p.m. showing on a Wednesday night. So oh gosh, he just docked himself. Everybody <laughs> write that down. Also, they love movie commentary. So maybe they are listening. Yeah. Yeah. So I, again, you know what? People talk about movies. This is an invite. <laughs> I want you guys to be on so we could figure out why do you love talking through movies? Yeah. yeah. With that. Uh, <laughs> but, but how, so how was your experience, um, you know, watching it in, in the theater you went to? 11 a.m. Times Square. I'm not going to dox myself and tell you which one. There's two. So good luck, everyone. Finding me at Times Square movies. Um, the theater's mostly empty. I was I was expecting that. I was thinking, Little Mermaid, though, I wasn't sure. This could be 11 a.m. Saturday. To everyone takes the kids to the movie at that time. Mm -hmm. It's been a while since I've done a movie this early. Um, I was in a nice little daze to where I was like, yep, pretty tired. Walking through Times Square at a time I'm never here. And then going to the theater, uh, I was like one minute late, um, sat down, easy to like easy experience overall. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I haven't done popcorn because I'm not doing popcorn for breakfast. But otherwise, every other movie I've talked about, I do a movie th popcorn. You're missing out. Movies. You're missing out. Popcorn for breakfast is the breakfast. Bomb. No. I'm just kidding. Of I course, have to have one real thing in my body before I put butter balls. Hey, oh, there. that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I have this the camera movie, just on Renee? you. <laughs> yes. This this movie, Renee? Okay. I'm not going to engage with that. Thank you. Um, <sighs> they took out the cooking scene from this movie, and there's a reason, because we're not yes, just going to eat crab that is true. on screen. No. So without my box full of butterballs and my giant corn syrup hey uh, slurpee, I, I was just chilling, just enjoying it. I was... The, so the audience is mostly empty, but like I said, some tears, some laughter, and a, like a, a applause where I go, whoa, there's more people here than I thought at the end. Mm -hmm. Louder than the number of people dictated. My personal experience, I was in a daze, as I mentioned, just waking up and walking straight to the movie theater. I was in a zone to enjoy the movie, that's for sure. And then I found myself so into it. Nice. What happened is this like childlike wonder from a movie that was my first favorite film ever. And one of the greatest Disney movies, some people put it number one in the all time rankings, right? This is like an Oscar winning Disney movie properly, like kicks off the Renaissance classic. Yeah. And I have ties to it. I just haven't seen it in 30 ish years. Yeah. So I, now I want to rewatch the original. I wish I had, so I could have done a little more comparison, but it's so burned into my brain. 
I found myself properly emotional during this one. And it's the first time the live action has worked for in that way for me. Totally. Where it's totally. been successful on that front. There yeah. were too many things distracting me from the experience. And they were either too corny, too weird, badly done, etc. This one, they hit all the notes in a way that it actually amplified and echoed the original rather than watering it down. And that was a nice experience to have. Mm-hmm. I found myself so overwhelmed by the love story, the experience of being in this movie, of really loving it. Like, there's this happens over time, but one of the last times I remember being so visually, I want to be there in a movie, was like Avatar, the original mm. one. It's yeah. happened a few times since, and I'm not saying it's the most novel thing, but it was special in that regard. There's some underwater scenes with a phosphorescent, phosphorescent, phosphorescent sure. fish and creatures and turtles that can dance in a really cool, fun Oh, yeah, way. yeah. The seahorses. The mushroom dancing guys these were so cute oh yeah and it was yeah. great at that it that was to me the what maybe helps compared to some of the other ones is it ha- doesn't have really the uncanny problem this is a mermaid we don't expect it to move like a human right yeah we don't expect her to move like a human these are fish that can talk once you're underwater you can't really do talk like fish talk really mm-hmm. um it's a whole nother world Aladdin should have been better, man. Anyway, it was a, it was <laughs> it a whole have been. other world. It, it, it should and have been. I wish I could be a part of her world. It was so fucking cool, visually stunning. And I found myself just essentially like the movie kind of glossed over me. Yeah. Gauze, gauzed over, glossed. It, it was, by the end, I was like, wait, that's that's it? I'm, I need, I'm literally going to go see it maybe today, maybe tomorrow. But I'm going to just go see it again because I had such a fucking nice time. Plus, there's other elements. I'm not going to do full theorizing at any point during this mm-hmm. episode. But like, we're talking about like um, coming of age, freedom, narrative, independence, really beautiful stories there. We're talking about like interracial relationships, dating in ways like it, people around the globe could get like a dating outside of your caste system or dating interracially in the South, et cetera. Like being out of your league, definitely. Eric oh, yeah. has no business being with this woman no. based on looks, but that's just me. Maybe, maybe I, I could see maybe why she likes him. Um, a lot of things like losing your voice, being disempowered. Yes. Um, wanting legs and not having them. There's a disability narrative happening all throughout this one. There's a lot happening in this movie that makes it, that got me choked up to the point where there's certain moments I was just like, <gasps> and I didn't really know why because there's, is just such a pattern then for me having so much nostalgia for it from my childhood. Mm. And then this being in certain ways better, I yeah. really really liked if not better it's at least more dimensional let's say that which literally we're in 3d world now yeah it was a fuller and richer experience for me i'm confident saying that so that was my uh feeling on it and i was definitely applauding at the end with everyone else oh that's awesome and and i think one of the things that also was great about this film because they could easily have done it too they didn't over sexualize ariel they didn't like over sexualize a lot of things that she did or she was, you know, or how she was portrayed, because I feel like in this day and age that that could be so easily done. But it was it remained innocent. It remained, you know, like when she was on land walking around, she's wearing appropriate attire and all that. Like she wasn't trying to be sexy or trying to be like something that she's not. Uh, I feel like a, like a lot of adaptations or remakes would kind of go the opposite route just to be more modern in a way. Um, but they kept it timely. You know, they kept it. And I think that's what was also like the appeal of 
the original animated movies is like it, it felt timely like it didn't matter when in time it was it just felt something that anyone can be into that any everyone can watch um there was nothing questionable about what you're saying definitely not a lot of phallic symbolism going around so we didn't see any like priest with like a donger hanging out or uh the castle itself <laughs> looking like a giant boner you remember that controversy from back in the day yeah i do dude and it's weird sure let's i don't okay thank you for talking about <laughs> okay what I will say is just wait because the internet will in an they'll find movie, a way, right? They'll find take a way. A million screenshots. There will be a yeah. time where the fish say the word "fish poop" or something really funny like that. I bet they they um, spell out the word purpose. "sex" as they're like like swimming around, like Aladdin. I think it was Azu who spoke. Yeah, to is that oh, no Lion King? Yeah, the. Well, There's stupid. one moment where I saw something, and I'm I'm just gonna keep it to myself. I don't want to help anyone. Oh, really? That. Um, is that yeah, for real? I'm, I'm not. Gonna, no, I'm not telling you. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to screenshot it. That's weird, dude. You're fucking what? weirdos out there. It's it's okay. Sure, it's a fun little scavenger hunt if you want. I'll tell you off air. But good luck, okay. everyone. All right. Uh, there's just like you know, there's a couple times where things happen in a certain way, and it's just that's movies. And when it's animated and freedom of movement, and a tentacle might do something funny every now and then. You know, <laughs> they're hard to control, from my understanding. I don't. I don't have. Them yeah, right. I mean, ask the Jan Japanese animators. They know. They know a thing or two about tentacles and all that, right? Do you think that they consulted? No, that, I'm not taking that question away. All right. You're welcome. I engaged with you on one of your funny topics, Renee. Yes. Thank so you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I, 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 again, I, there isn't enough to be said about this movie because it's just, it was just so enjoyable. And I really do hope people give it a shot because I know a lot of people going, when I did my trailer reaction on this movie, I got comments of people saying, and, and these were like, not about so much about race and stuff. It was just about how could they do this to my favorite, you know, movie of all time? Like, how could they ruin it this way? And, and I try to engage with them. I'm like, how can you judge that by not even seeing it yet? Like, it they hasn't even come out yet. Like no. Are you talking about like the trailer? The trailer reactions. Or yeah. yeah. I mean, you comment, please spend yeah. all your weird negative energy. My honest theory on some of those, and I'm not saying for your videos, no, no. is that it's either like bots or Nazi weirdo, freaky, say weird shit online, get a rise out of people, yeah. jobs. And that they literally just say things because they go, oh, if I say they shouldn't have cast her, then they'll know what I'm thinking. And it's like a way to just like get the Rotten Tomato score down or like the, the sure. negative perception. What we saw with like a movie like RRR, there's such a rabid fan base for that movie, which I loved seeing. Oh, yeah. We've ever had mm -hmm. is folks just like hyping it and what you saw our gut was these people are not watching all of our videos they're not commenting on them all they just go no. our search add comment add comment add comment and they're just doing that for all our our videos right tell i i know it i know it's true and i don't know if it's true for your video in particular i know people are just throwing th rocks at Sisu. Well, that's a word you like, don't really come across every wall, day but, but for some reason trying to hit something and they're just mm -hmm. going to go around youtube all day google little mermaid I don't like this. And they're going to act like they even like them. Like, oh, I love the original one. And now they just made a couple changes and they ruined it. If you don't say why they ruined it, I'm going to assume you're racist. Heads up, fam. There give a reason. I'm not saying that you are. I'm going to say I'm assuming you are if you don't give a reason. If you just go, they, they didn't cast the person that I imagined it to be. Fuck out of here. This, these notes she hit? 
unbelievable. When she does part of the world, she does a moment where I don't recall it being in the original. Maybe it was, but she jumps the register a whole octave. And I, it was Whitney Houston, dude. Like the notes were, you shouldn't be hitting that note in a pop song notes. Yeah. She crushed these numbers. And the ones that are easier to sing, she crushed them and acted her butt off. Her facial expressions were winning every oh, yeah. time. Yeah. She, when she's sad, when she's long, when she can't speak and she's looking, she's so expressive. Mm-hmm. I've never taken this person seriously as an actress before because they haven't made movies that are in my wheelhouse. I'm maybe there's an exception that I can't think of, but this may have been my first time really watching them perform. We're talking like properly great acting for a lead in one of these Disney live action remakes. Bravo on that casting choice. And if someone wants to tell me they cast the wrong person, give me the list of people you're casting instead who are hitting those notes, just as good at acting, just as expressive, just as winning uh, on all the fronts, plus able to handle red carpet pressure takes after takes this is like an industry professional and they're 23 like throughout rachel zegler sure cool good great job that's another name you're still gonna be mad about it nazis get the fuck out of here give me some names like in the conversation if you're mad and saying you don't like they how they ruin the aerial give me some names give me some reasons otherwise you're probably a piece of shit this movie was sick and she objectively did a great job at her craft and through the casting, Javier Bardem, everyone did. It's, Aquafina, it's, I, I have a couple things about, but like I don't even really want to get into. I don't want to get into the. Style oh, I ca- I kind of want to hear that to be honest with you. Sure. But but be, be, before you get into that, I will say, um, if you didn't know who Halle Bailey was, you're definitely going to know her now. And she has a fantastic year this year because not only did she do this, but she's going to be in the Color Purple too, uh, which is uh, based off of the musical not based off of the the movie. So I think a lot of people are going to be singing her praises after seeing these two movies. But um, I, I found the comment that this person made on, on my trailer reaction. So it's funny how they're... And I, and I feel like also, it, in addition to what I'm you just said... Be, but I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. no, she is. She yeah. is a little further down the cast, maybe? Is yeah, that no, because she plays okay, a younger version. She plays the, 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 the kid version of one of the two main characters. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. That's um, it's going to be That's big. It's going to be big. The young Nettie Harris. Wow. Yeah, okay. it's going to be big. Um, but it's... And like I was going to say, in addition to what you said about people who comment on stuff... I also feel like people just search for things and then they decide to just comment on whatever they want to comment on. Uh, and I feel like this is the case here because uh, their username is Mermaiden, which I think is really hilarious. Um, and they said, this little mermaid remake is a disaster and Disney deserves it. <laughs> and when was the comment? What date was that? Two months ago. Interesting. Maybe they got an early copy because they're such a big Could fan be. of the original. Maybe they're on Could a special. Be. Yeah, I, I'm sure that this person has a very yeah. well informed opinion two months before the movie was able to be watched by Mermaiden. They, Fuck they, out of here now. They work for. They work for Warner Brothers by the name Mermaiden. <laughs> yeah, I love this shit, dude. What code name Mermaiden? We're gonna take them down, guys, That's from it. the inside. Oh yeah, what a disaster of a franchise. They'll never know that I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> Mermaid, if you're a decent person who just happened to like not like that they took out one of your songs, I'm sorry. Maybe. But yeah, maybe tell us why, or else yeah. people will assume. I, just heads I'd up. love to hear. I, I tried. At work, don't think you're a Nazi. Just heads up. FYI. Yeah, I, I tried engaging, but they never replied to me. So you know, oh. 
Yeah. Weird. They love yeah. wasting other people's time on the internet. Isn't that isn't that odd? Isn't that so yeah, odd? Yeah, they ran out of free time right after they hit comment and then went to the next video. <laughs> that says little more it's like, I'm a, I have a busy day ahead of me. I have all these videos to comment on. Woo-hoo. I have thousands. This movie's so popular. I never thought there would be so many videos about people talking about it. Uh, I, hey, Berlin, when you get your way to this video, I really hope that uh, you hear this part. <laughs> Please do. Yes, absolutely. Um, but but yeah, so so tell tell me, what what is your qualms with the Aquafina voice? not big it's not bad i like aquafina overall obviously people have issues with black scent i don't think this necessarily happens in this movie even though there's mm-hmm. rapping i listen for it and then i kind of at some point like it's a it's talking seagull and i kind of tuned out like a lot of anime stuff i'm like not doing a critical accent work job because i'm like yeah. okay I, i'm just you got me in suspension of disbelief i'm, I'm going along with it mm-hmm. but at first i was like okay how's aquafina handling this because that's become a big controversy especially with a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another one not long ago. I don't even remember what it was. Anyway, the rapping sucked. Now, the okay, I'm seeing Hamilton tomorrow for the third time. I've listened to the cast recording a bunch. I saw the Disney Plus movie. I'm in on the Lin-Manuel Miranda project, but it's nuanced enough. I haven't seen Lin-Manuel Miranda perform Hamilton live. I've only seen Disney Plus cast recording mm-hmm. and heard the cast recording. What I will say is when I've seen it live, I go... This is so much better without that voice. Oh, I yes. am not throwing away my sh-. like that nasally yes. peanut butter. Like yes. that's not cute when you have to listen to someone talk and rap and sing for three straight hours. Yeah. So every time I see him, I go, "This is so much better than the original." Because it's the vo- person who speaks thousands and thousands and thousands of words, the wordiest musical ever. I'm I'm almost certain, like it's up there. Mm-hmm. I don't love the voice. The signature style to me as someone who has written songs, loves songwriting and loves music and musicals in general, that to me is special. We're talking like Stephen Sondheim being Mm -hmm. someone who like Rodgers and Hammerstein who don't just write songs, but have their own voice and have produced enough quality musicals that have been seen by enough people that folks go, hey, wait, oh, that's that's Lin-Manuel Miranda, even though their voice isn't on the record. That's special just in the world of art. And it's kind of thing, once someone becomes too ubiquitous, it happens with everybody all the time. It happens with sure. any song that's too popular. People will find a reason to dislike it. And I do get it. It I see why it is annoying. He's too wordy. The, it's not like someone's uh the, one of the hottest takes i've heard about hamilton was like oh yeah people talk about how finally there's a rap musical i'm never driving around the hood and hearing people blasting hamilton out of their speakers what great hip-hop music you've created sir oh my um, god but it's just like yeah it's not like it's not there's something about it that's not really hip-hop but the dude is able to write hip-hop songs into musicals right and he says it is he's a musical theater guy through and yeah. through and he's able to also freestyle rap and write raps and he's wordy as hell He's got a little bit of the Eminem problem where it's just like so many words thrown at you. It can be, it's not as flowy as he would want it to be if he could do both. He, he airs more towards wordiness. Anyway, I'm going on. When I looked at the lyrics afterward, I was more impressed by parts of it and less impressed by others. He does a lot of internal. I'm I'm just a huge fan of poetry, hip hop lyrics, et cetera. He does a lot of internalized rhyming, um, internal rhymes. He does a lot of like consonant rhymes, assonant rhymes, writing majors out here you're welcome shout out to these terms you might not have heard uh since school um he'll do things that are a slightly more complicated rhyme pattern nothing wild but a lot of times in hip-hop it's um a a b b c c it's just couplets the this line rhymes with the line following it he does one where to rhyme two lines later 
and then two lines after that. And then there's a rhyme in the intermediary line. So it literally mm-hmm. goes rhyme A, rhyme B, rhyme A, rhyme B. He's doing that with rhymes in the middle. It doesn't really flow. My issue with the Aquafina of it all. So the song is fine. I listened to it again afterward. Uh, it's, I think it's for Lin-Manuel Miranda product. You're into it or you're not. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's not for everyone. Um, I enjoyed it, but not as much as I've enjoyed a lot of his other writing. I think if I have a feeling he kind of phoned that one in, he's an executive producer. He goes, Hey guys, I wrote the song. Here you go. And they go, sure. No problem, sir. We'll put this in the movie right away. Could we have gotten a better song? I don't know. He may have done a thousand drafts. He's a very meticulous dude. I wish that it was a better song and that he had an original song nominee coming his way. Mm. Cause I th- think he's a Oscar short of an EGOT. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, Songwriting aside, Aquafina's scuttlebutt, the voice is more annoying than Aquafina's voice, we'll say. It's supposed to be like a little honky bird sound. So mm-hmm. she does more of the like, hi guys, like doing more of that. Yeah. And then the rapping, the problem with rapping with a weird voice, um, in the I'm just showing my musical bona fides. I'm sorry, I'm nerding out too much. <laughs> Chorus line, there's a singer who can't sing and they sing notes wrong on purpose, even though the performer can sing. It's really hard to make a good song while you're doing that, when you're doing wrong notes. And in rapping, you've got someone who can't get the timing right because they're a dumb bird. And that's the joke of some of the lines. It just doesn't flow right. And the vo- it's kind of annoying to listen to the scuttle part. The other one where David Diggs is doing it, David Diggs is a rapper on his own, has a career, has, has yeah. made some good songs. Hamilton, Bonafides, through and through. One of my favorite performers to have come from that cast. Um, so I think David Diggs holds it down. Anyone can have whatever take you want about Jamaican accents. I write a think piece right now. Come to the comments. I'm sure um, I'm cool with that. I think I could be wrong. You haven't seen Little Mermaid since back in the day, right? In a saying? long time. Yeah. I don't remember... And now we're getting back into like the racial aspects of this movie and think yeah. stuff. I honestly don't remember Sebastian having an attitude towards the King where he was commenting on how he was treated as an employee. And if that's different, I like, I think he did a little eye rolling and he had a little sass, but when he's like, Oh sure. No problem. Mr. King, I'll go find her. I'll have to go through every single ocean to go find this girl. That's my job. That's what I, and even like talks back to the King at some point going, mm-hmm. um, yeah, actually, are you sure I'm the guy for the job? And at some point, he does a little joke about it. He goes, as I always say, children need to obey their parents. And then later, at the end of the movie, once the king has learned his lesson, he goes, you know what I always say? Children need their freedom. Something like that. And, it, right. and the king's like, oh, is that what you always say? Um, I, I there's something that... about the character that I think is different. But again, I wanted to have been aware of like worker consciousness when I was a sure. child um, and subjugation. So maybe that's, that's a new thing that I, if I watched the original, I would see now. Yeah, I, I I think the original Sebastian was played very similarly to how um, the, the the candlestick dude in Beauty and the Beast. What's his name? What about it? Sorry, he, he like the meek? kinda like it, it was, was very yeah. similar was personalities. They were very similar personalities. I think you know, what even though? though he Sebastian had like some type of authority because he was the one that was looking after pompous at times right everyone have an announcement to make kind of thing right but then he would also go hey! whenever there was like a scary thing happening right this one took a rock on his head and just goes Ugh, it's okay hey ariel <laughs> right 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 yeah yeah but I, 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 
and I and I think I think uh, <laughs> as he's like cracking up over there, oh my god! There was one moment where he went like maniacal laughing at one point, and I was just I remember I looked I over at them and I was just like, "What is wrong with this guy?" Um, if I love this movie and you hadn't liked it, the same as Stars Born, I would've been like, "Stop going! Just walk out next time. You talk, say something, or walk out." I can't have you people ruining good movies for you. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, that's the thing that I really liked is that they weren't carbon copies of their characters from the animated movie. They gave it their own spin, and and I think that you need to do that, you know, because it's very obvious when you try to carbon copy something. And I think everyone just made it their own, and it it, it worked, you know. So and I and I remember there was also criticism about Sebastian's accent the Jamaican accent, but you know, he had a Jamaican accent in the animated movies. So I don't understand. Ooh, if you want to go there, do you know the name of the actor who played? A very famous actor. He's a very famous guy. Actually, honestly, I could be wrong. I don't, I honestly do not know. So I'm just looking it up, but I just, it was like a little game. Like, I remember, history, let's just, we can't really like sugarcoat it too much. Disney's got a pretty fucked up history. I'm looking at it. Oh, now. sure. Sure. Maybe we're okay. I don't know. Um, oh, wow. Uh, also passed away in the last couple of years. I wish he'd seen it. I, I, I think. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh, you're back. Okay. I think Did you I cut fall out? Off? I'm sorry. I, th- I think yeah, it's okay. I think you you cut out a little bit, but um, let's see. If I is Samuel Wright, is that who it is? Yeah, yeah. and is an African American actor. Yeah. from South Carolina. I think Divi Diggs is going to be in a similar character. I'm not sure about like um, ancestry or anything, but um, the little knowledge I have about him from is from Oakland, for what it's worth. But people, feel free to, to do your think pieces if you're if you're worked up about it. I'm not, I'm not going to tell someone uh, that they shouldn't that someone shouldn't be using a certain accent to right. make a character like that's that's a you can have that opinion. Nazis, on the other hand, get the fuck out of here. Oh no, or yeah. Go to our comment section real quick. Um, but did yeah, you, uh, speaking of you, cast, original cast, did you see the Jodie Benson cameo? No, I yeah, she was she was oh, in the movie. Jodie Benson is the original voice of Ariel. Yeah, from the yeah, anime. yeah. yeah she was oh, in the movie. Yeah. She was in the marketplace when Ariel was going oh, around, and she gave sweet. Ariel mm-hmm. the was it a necklace or something? Oh, that was Jodie Benson. Uh, she handed her the baton, if you will. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, you give them the the, the jewel. That's so beautiful. Yeah. It was very cute. It was a very cute moment. I, I'm sure a lot of people didn't realize it, but I recognized it right away. I was like, "Oh my god, that's her! That's amazing!" Um. So yeah. So I don't know. Is there anything else to say about this movie? I mean, we loved it. What? How? What? What did you rate it on Letterbox? Uh, five point five out of five. <laughs> five point five. You broke. You, you you broke this. <laughs> and I made one exception for one. Yeah, I learned to hack. I loved it so much. <laughs> nice, nice. I I gave it a it four. Is so up there, I'm going like top 150 movies of all time. Is is when I really love something this much, I just add it to that list, and I consider mm-hmm. later like where does it fall? How serious? But I know it's in that list. From I've been doing this a while, watching movies for your I've year. Seen movies, it's up there I'm for your the for your year so far. Is this is this Ooh. top three for you? Well, that's or top a weird five? fucking thing to say that I love Little Mermaid that fucking much. No, it's not. Um, so, 
if if you want, I'm not going to do an actual full out list, but I do have my letterbox in front of me, and I already know the answer to this because I around Oscar time I just went through them. I might be missing a couple things I forgot about, but like January, nothing good really happened then. No. So we're gonna go inside Willem Dafoe. I'm just doing the five or six best ones. Inside mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, John Wick Four, How to Blow Up a Pipeline, Bo is Afraid, um, Sisu. I'm not putting Renfield on the list, even though I, I liked it. Uh, and now um, this movie. And then the other one I saw, which I didn't do when we did our little recap, Sanctuary, the new movie mm. with uh, Margaret uh, Christopher Abbott and Margaret Qualley. I watched a Q&A where Jack Antonoff, the um, mm. music producer extraordinaire, Taylor Swift, was in the band Fun Tonight, We Are Young Guy. He led the Q&A and had those, the, one of the actors and the director. He had Margaret Qualley and the director. Oh, that's cool. Q&A afterward saw uh early that was an amazing experience to where it might be like a blake favorite number one movie but at the end of the year i probably won't put it like oh it's the best movie i don't, I don't know that i'll say that but i loved it it was also just kind of made for me in a couple ways mm. so i don't know if i recommend it to everybody but that's currently that Bo is afraid are probably going to be the top spot this is right now i'll say three or four spot let's put it there. Maybe definitely five if you throw in a john wick four kind of thing but sure yeah not at all. I'll be rooting for this movie. I'll be rooting for Scuttlebutt at Oscar season, and it won't get nominated. I'm sure of it. Uh, there'll be a little too much ch- chowder out there. Uh, hey Scuttlebutt about the Scuttlebutt. Um, but I'll, I'm rooting for this movie hardcore, and I know I'm going to see it a couple more times for sure. Yeah, I, I think so. There are very few movies I saw this year that I felt like I wanted to see again. The first one I felt I wanted to see again immediately was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. So that's still on my list of I want to rewatch that. And I would put this there for sure. It did make me feel like I wanted to watch the original animated film again. So I'm right there with you. I was like, I, I kind of now want to watch that, you know, because I, I just want to remember what it was, what it was that made it so magical for a lot of people and just how it compared to it. And I'm pretty sure it would it would probably give me the same uh, magical feel that this movie gave me because it was magical. It was like a magical experience. And and I like what you said too. It did make me feel like a kid again, getting, you know, captured by the moment of what I'm seeing on screen. Um, and it, it, because of that, it went by so fast. And I was just like, I just enjoyed every minute of it. And you don't get that a lot these days uh, when you watch movies like that. So I'm, I'm glad that this one did. You know, and I, again, I just hope a lot of people give it a shot, give it a chance, because it it deserves uh, people watching it for sure. I want more. more. And with that being said, I hope all of you listening and watching want more of us later on in the future, because we are going to wrap it up. And as we wrap things up. Again, want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, if you are on YouTube, you're probably watching some of the clips. Uh, we hope you do, uh, which leads to some housekeeping here. Um, if you have been listening to us and following us for a little bit, uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, we decided to change things up a little bit where you know audio versions are still available on your podcast platforms. Um, but video is going to be very much uh, relegated and living on YouTube. Uh, but in the form of clips. So if you want to see us talk about certain uh, topics or see us uh, kind of uh, talk about some of the the stuff that we talked about in this episode, you could find clip outs on the YouTube channel. So make sure to check it out there. Uh, 
Uh, if you want full unedited versions of the episode, we will tell you uh, shortly uh, where you could find those eventually. Uh, but right now, audio versions will be heard on podcast platforms and visual representation of some of the clip outs can be seen on YouTube. So just a, just a little change there. Um, I think it also helps with timing. Uh, it, it lessens the amount of time that it goes into editing certain things uh, and getting episodes out quicker. So that that has always been the priority here. So uh, as we close out and wrap things out, Blake, where can people find you online? Um, well, I'm all over the place um, online. Um, I'm in the comment section below fighting with uh, Nazis. <laughs> uh, and if you... Uh, if you um, are worried, uh, Mr. Nazis? Don't worry. I've got gazettes and gizmos aplenty. Nice. I've got who's it and what's his color. So you better bring some really strong gazettes and gizmos to this. Not this knife fight. No, I'm not threatening violence. So. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> <sighs> um, I'm, but, I'll be well equipped to to hear it out, fight it out in the comments. Hit us, nice. hit us up right there asap. Letterboxd.com is where uh, my main movie pre presence is. Uh, where I gave this movie five point five stars, and uh, if the whole website crashes soon, I'm very sorry. I don't know how to hack. Uh, my na my name there is Last Name Wolf at Letterboxd. Nice, um, and you can also find me on Letterboxd uh, under the Low Key Geek Monitor uh, moniker, where you could find also the same moniker on Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Most importantly, there. Uh, we appreciate all of your support and listening every week or every time we get the episodes up. Uh, we do apologize for the two-week gap, but we will be better with that stuff moving forward. Uh, oh, we're but, in summer movie season, baby. Uh, oh, That's it's going to be nonstop from here. You, fucking promise. If you ever complain of not having us enough, well, you're going to get us relentlessly this summer. So, Oh, yeah, what time is it? It's movie time, fam. We're doing That's, this. Hence the name of the show. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will catch you in the next one. But until then, stay cool, stay classy, stay safe. And catch you all in the next one. All right. Peace out, everyone. Peace out, Blake. Good night, John boy. I want more.